0: Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's first episode of, of course, Xbox Lunch Break Special. Now you're si- You might be asking yourself, well, "Wait a second, boom!" That wasn't the opening. Well, here's the thing: the opening is being developed as right as as we speak. I don't have the new graphics or the new intro. Uh, I'm going to see if De Niro, uh can fix that and bang that out for me. Um, uh, but we do have new graphics. Uh, obviously, you saw the thumbnail that I put out there over the weekend. That is the new thumbnail that you're gonna see for the advertisement of this show. We're also gonna have a new graphic that a border that dictates that this, of course, is going to be the Xbox lunch break special on Mondays. But unfortunately, there was a slight hiccup with the design. Ben Kenobi is the one that's doing all my design work, and he's amazing. So he's just making some adjustments and uh more than likely by the next time we have episode two, which is going to be next Monday, we will have everything in order and in place ready to rock and roll. But listen, before we get any further, I got to say a big thank you to this incredible community that came out in droves to wish me a happy birthday. Obviously, Sunday was my birthday. I turned 52 And uh, it just, there was literally so many messages, folks, that I literally, the best I could do is favorite and retweet them. Uh, I tried to get to as many people as I could. It was overwhelmingly uh, outrageous that 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 many people wanted to wish me a happy birthday. So I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for making my day incredibly special. Let's get into... The two panel members that have joined this new uh, weekly show adding to, uh, you know, Double Barrel Gaming producing five live shows weekly. We'll start first with Fuzzy Belvedere. Fuzzy, how are you? And I heard that you've been uh, quite enjoying the Call of Duty beta. Oh, yeah. Are you a day one buyer now?
1: I, I am a day one buyer now based on the uh, the, the uh, beta. And I know some people had some like, you know, matchmaking issues and things along those lines. But overall, considering I I know there were a ton of people trying it out and putting it through its paces, I I like what I saw within that that time frame. So definitely picking it up. Glad to be here. Awesome to be on this podcast with you guys. Man, a lot of interesting stuff to get into. So let's do it.
0: Yeah, we, 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 we're, we're going to spend the next 90 minutes with you folks breaking down uh, a lot of what's been going on regarding Game Pass, <clears throat> specifically what uh, Yoshida had to say. Now, I'm a big fan. Everyone knows that I love Shuhei. I, I think that he is one of the few left in PlayStation that has for what seems like uh, a decade or more always had the gamer, the PlayStation gamer, uh, at the at the forefront of everything that he has done. Uh, now, obviously, Shuhei used to have the job where Herman Holtz currently has, and you know he was removed. He is now head of Indies over at PlayStation. There were a lot of people, uh, including myself, that felt that that was a bit of a backslap. Um, he always seems to be smiling, and I don't know. I, I I would dare say that that's an act. He's just a really happy kind of a dude. And why why am I talking about Shuhei Yoshida of PlayStation? Because he was interviewed, and he said some things that I don't agree with. Uh, and we're gonna get we're gonna break down exactly what he said. But uh, Web Dave, how the heck are you, man? Are you good? And what'd you do over the weekend?
2: I am super good, man. I am ready to unpack this lunchbox and get right into it. I'm telling you. Gonna have a good, good, good lunch today. It's uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, my wife had a lot of her really good friends over for a nice, uh, craft nice. weekend, and we ended up um, playing some movies out in front of the house on a big twenty-three foot um, inflatable screen. And so the neighborhood seemed to enjoy that. Plus, uh, it was just, it was just a good time. Nice.
0: Well, look. At the end of the day, it's all about family. It's all yep. about friends. Uh, and uh, that screen that you showed me looked amazing. Hopefully, it looked amazing. What 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 film did you wind up watching on? We it?
2: ended up watching um, uh, Lightyear. We
0: oh, okay, good. But, a little the, more family yeah, the, friendly the, the,
2: the for Disney the Pixar first one. one. Nice. Yep, yep. Yep. And I think nice. uh, next Friday we're they're planning on uh, Hocus Pocus two.
0: Oh yeah, that and that's going so, right into Disney Plus. If you ever saw the original mm-hmm. one, the original one was fantastic. Everyone is yep. reprising their roles, which is pretty freaking cool. Mm-hmm. That, uh, the three witches came back, uh, and uh, one of those is Bette Midler, who is a great yes. actress. Uh, I cannot wait to actually see that. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what you know, like I said, we're we're gonna open up small, and we're gonna get to some of the big ones. Uh, but I do have a super chat from Sith Lord, who's been a member for two months. And he drops an outstanding and very generous $2 super chat and says, hope you had a good birthday weekend. Boom, indeed I did. My amazing nephew and my wife's sisters stayed over, and it was awesome. Uh, Mrs. Boom cooked up a storm, as you saw by the pictures I was posting. And, of course, to top off today, uh, not only did I have an incredible, uh, delicious-tasting Italian coffee, but I also had a cake from Valencia. And if you are from the New York area, you know that they are a 100-year-old uh, Spanish bakery from Spain that has uh, that has been in, in, in the New York area for over 100 years, and uh, it's it's pretty. Anyone that's Puerto Rican or Hispanic will understand the tradition behind getting a Valencia cake for said birthday or celebration, for that matter. And it was a lot of fun. But listen, folks, I I want to talk about Game Pass, but I I want us to specifically start and talk about Wu Long fallen destiny and uh the reason why i bring this up is because PureXbox.com did uh an article the other day where they uh were able to interview a few of the devs on this game that was obviously made available for both xbox and playstation i i put a couple hours into it i thought it was just phenomenal uh game is hard there's there's just no doubt about it uh it does have uh a very Elden Ring-esque feel to it. Uh, It is a heavy RPG with the gear and the weapons you find. Uh, If Elden Ring was your bag, I think that this is going to be an early contender for uh, Game of the Year when it releases next year. Uh, I think that this game uh, is going to appeal to a lot of people because the door has been kicked open, uh, of course, by Elden Ring, but what's interesting, folks, and why this is a conversation we're about to have is simply because, well, this is coming into Game Pass day and date. And the developer, uh, you know, obviously showed off this new demo at the Tokyo Game Show twenty twenty two. Uh and in and, and in this interview, uh they the game's producer uh and I'm I, uh Fumahiko Yosuda. Uh, talked about Xbox Game Pass release specifically and how the team will benefit from including this game uh, in the service right from the start. And here is a snippet of that interview. And this is what he had to say, folks, and it's pretty interesting. He says, while we're making a really, really hard game, we're not sure what everyone will think of that. But by making it available day one in Xbox Game Pass, so many more players... That might that may have never played this game before will have a chance to do to just to do just that and will be will we, and we'll get even more players around the world than ever before. So yeah, this is a big first for us at Koei Tecmo Games and Ninja and, and Team Ninja as well, and it's something we are really excited about. And I and I kind of want to want to talk about that for a second because. One of the things we have learned from Xbox Game Pass, guys, is the fact that this service that currently is $15 a month really does open the door for games that you, Dave, or Fuzzy, or any of the 230 people we have in the chat may have passed because of its difficulty spike, right? So what we saw last year was Elden Ring come out and literally – curb stomp one of sony's biggest new ips in forbidden west right now forbidden west didn't do itself any favors because it did release with a bunch of bugs Mm -hmm. but you still can't argue the quality that that game has i mean you look at that game moving and, and it's just it's just pure artwork it's what sony is known for it's what they do really good but even with all of those graphical goodness even the fact that this isn't a new IP, it's a new IP in the big spectrum of things, but it is the second game in the series. And Sony probably expected this game to sell at least minimum 5 million copies in its first, I don't know, 60 days, maybe, you know, give or take. And again, I'm not an analyst, so I can't really tell you what they what they were hoping for. I can tell you that uh, it did meet expectations and you know again you you, you know th- your, your your mileage may vary based on well boom is that because of the bugs or is that because of um uh you know elden ring now based on how many copies of elden ring sold to a lot of new players who don't like souls like games well that that i think the answer is pretty cut and dry but again again you know that, that is interpret that, that that's your interpretation you know i'm, I'm not i'm not Dumping on any one brand or or, or or IP, I'm just saying that this game came out of nowhere and sold a ridiculous amount of copies in the same uh, just a week later uh, that 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 you know Horizon came out and and it, and it begs to differ. Was it because of the popularity of it? Because the game didn't look as good. There's no there's no doubt about that. That uh, Elden Ring did not look as good of um, as, a you know, Horizon Forbidden West. That, that's a fact, folks. You Just look at the screens. But the game was just a, a pure masterpiece. Currently my game of the year, no doubt about that. So the reason why I want to bring Lo, uh, Wu Long into it is because what is now going to happen is on the heels, of the successful heels of Elden Ring, it makes you wonder if Sarah Bond and the team over at uh, at Redmond saw an opportunity to get a big game that's very, very similar in scope and scale and range into the service that is now going to be made available for as low as five bucks a month through the family plan when that releases potentially in the fall. Fuzzy, I want to go to you first. <laughs> uh, when, when you hear the producer talk about doing something that they've never done before with an ip and that is to put this game into xbox game pass now let's let's call a spade a spade folks they got paid a boatload of money for this yeah there's no doubt about it i know there's there's going to be some talk about well you see the developers getting ripped off again trust me (laughs) when i tell you the developer is not getting ripped off they got a bag of money and they understand that this is this is a niche kind of title regardless Mm of 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 the scenario with Elden Ring. Elden Ring is 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 a is, is a conundrum for a lot of people because even me, folks, I talked about this. I'm not a Souls gamer at all, at all. And I have a, a ridiculous amount of time into uh Elden Ring. That's because I couldn't could not put it down. Regardless of how many times a boss would kill me, I would be like, Okay, you know what, boss, I'm gonna come back. Like the dude on the horse when you in the area where you first start. That yeah. guy killed me a hundred times honestly he just i just was like what am i doing wrong i tried to do from a range with a bow and arrow and i just pissed Mm -hmm. him off and he killed me quicker it's just crazy (laughs) right you you laugh but that's exactly what happened yeah so so here we are a game that again i'm telling you folks the game is hard i died you you, uh, if if i show you the footage during the during the week which i'm going to be recording some new footage finally um you'll see i die a lot and it's not because i suck it's the game is, is hard
1: mm-hmm.
0: what do you say about the developer saying yeah this is this is this is, has a this, this game pass uh uh service has an opportunity that we see as being good for the game
1: well, I think a lot of things open up when you can put stuff in front of gamers without that that high bar of entry, where it's a sixty or seventy dollar title right off the bat. Because people that want the game are obviously going to go out and buy it, even with it being in the service. A lot of times, they'll still continue to you know pre order for you know whether it be for uh, DLC or just the fact that to want to be able to hang on to that once it does leave the service down the road, but. It, it puts it in front of gamers that wouldn't necessarily give it a chance. Like I, I wasn't the biggest of, of soul fans, but hearing a lot of people talk about Elden ring, it, it got me in the door as far as giving it a try. You,
0: so you were saying you were suffering some FOMO potentially. Yeah.
1: And, <laughs> and, and even though it still didn't pan out quite like what I had hoped, but it, it, it was interesting enough where I like that approach as opposed to the original souls games that I've encountered previously. So. With, with having this same or, or similar genre type of game being in front of a lot more players, like we, we understand that it's at least 25 mil, if not 30 mil by this point that are subscribed to game pass, having that opportunity right off the bat to have uh, that many players except uh, access your game, you know, without having any other hurdles other than just maintaining their subscription, I, th- I think opens up a lot of opportunity because now people that, may not have had that game on the radar as far as either purchasing or even bothering to play it. Well, at least give it a try because that that's the great thing about that subscription. There are a lot of games that you're like, ah, I, I, you know, I'm on the fence if I should buy it or not. But when it's in front of you, the tryout, it's almost like a smorgasbord type of thing. You're going to at least sample some of it or at least sample it to see if it's something you might be interested in or, or, or like. So I, I think that's the thing that they're looking for because this type of genre normally if you crack 4 million sales you're doing gangbusters and i mean elden ring is like the exception to the rule but typically these games are are topped out at like 2 million copies sold after like several years so I, I think just the opportunity of of reaching more gamers is is the biggest thing that they're excited about, and it, it is something to be excited about. And sure, they, yes, they got a bag of cash from Microsoft for having it on the service, but I think in the grand scheme of things, developers aren't necessarily unless their you know job depends on every last sale. But once again, with the them getting paid for being in the service, that kind of you know takes care of that. But I, I think more of these developers just want their game played or talked about like if you put your your blood sweat and tears into something and you don't hear any you know feedback whatsoever it just kind of goes off in silence of the woods or something like that it, it might be a little disheartening and stuff as far as all that labor put into something that you don't know if it's even being enjoyed but when you put your your what sweat and tears into something and you know that people are at least going to engage with it, it it probably gives you not just a, a deeper sense of pride, but it also puts it out there that okay, I, I want to get feedback on how this is going to, you know, resound amongst the 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 audience that I want to target. The the, the gamers out there that that either want to try these styles of games or, or whatnot. So it's, I think it, it benefits them in the grand scheme of things for future endeavors. So any titles that they come up with later, or like, let's say a wolong 2 or whatever the case may yeah. be it 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 allows them to kind of build that audience that's looking for that next title or looking for other projects or or games that this this team works on. so or maybe some of their back catalog stuff that people may not have even looked at prior. they'll go back and look at it. It's like, hey, I enjoyed this. well let me let me see some of the other stuff that I may have you know missed because i I didn't I wasn't open to trying those games in the past, so. It it, ben- it definitely is a big benefit, and I I'm glad that they they chose to go this route, and hopefully the uh you know the results will be in in the favor that they're looking for.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I I think that you know when you I, look, the numbers don't lie, folks. Right, I, I'm sure that before this huge decision was made to put Wu Long a, a new IP from Team Ninja, who they have an amazing relationship. We know that for an absolute fact, right? We we know that for a fact uh it's it's the numbers are there i don't think that the team over at at, at tecmo or you know or or the publisher looks at this and say yeah you know what let's just throw this on let's just throw this on to the you know and throw it up to the wind and see what happens you know this is millions and millions of development dollars are going into a new ip they want to get it into the hands of as, as many people as possible and i think you're onto something i think that Elden ring is one of those underliers that you know you just didn't know it was going to sell the way it did. Again, there was going to be a subset of Sekiro and you know Bloodborne players mm-hmm. that are going to be like, "Yo, this is what I've been waiting for." Yes, you know what I'm saying. But then it was people like me that jumped in on. The, and I, I'm not a, I, I own Bloodborne. I've only played maybe an hour of it. it I, 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 I've been told I have to play that. I own Sekiro. I played about three hours, and again, I, I didn't have the patience back then. Now I have learned what was the missing cog in the conversation for me personally as a gamer through Elden Ring. So now I have two games that I definitely want to get to. I want to get to Bloodborne, and I definitely want to get to Sekiro, but I'm definitely going to be buying, getting, you know, jumping into this day one. And what's great is that, again, I have no problem buying games, but if I'm paying for a subscription service, why shouldn't I, why shouldn't I feast? Dave, let's get your opinion on this, brother. This is is a monster get. Let's let's not fake the funk here for an absolute microsecond. Getting Wu Long, a game that is being looked upon as a similar title to this year's Elden Ring into Xbox Game Pass, where you're going to... Again, this is one of those titles, Dave, that could move someone who has only PlayStation, and no one's saying that they're going to, well, that's it, I'm throwing the PlayStation in the garbage, I'm going to smash it in front of my lawn and take a picture and sell everyone. No one's suggesting that. But when you look at the value of money today, right, Monday, today, is this afternoon, the dollar for dollar or dollar per dollar isn't the same as it used to be. And just because you're not making six figures doesn't mean you shouldn't have enjoyment in gaming right? I mean, I think it's fair to say that. And especially if you are someone that has a, a large household, gaming would be one of those things that would have to be cut off. This is a type of game that that said gamer might want to play. And if they are on Sony, well, they're going to have to pay $76.43 in New York for that game. Whereas, well, Microsoft has got it in their, in their, their, their service, which is currently $10 for just a console. Uh, you know, 15 bucks for everything and potentially by the end of the year, as low as $5 for you, how large of an exclamation point is this in the, in the dirt for not only American gamers, but in the Asian region where Microsoft is trying to make a footprint.
2: Say that question again. Oh, ready? I
0: don't
2: know if I can say that again. That's too long, brother. <laughs> Just a little part. Of it. Okay, so basically, uh, my feelings about this are that it's a it's it a smart thing to do is to put the uh, is to put this new IP, um, you know, that's an unknown and untested commodity. Um, they obviously feel pretty confident about it, um, and and they've even said that you know they feel like it's it is a hard game. They know it's going to be a hard game that might put some people off. So putting it in Game Pass and giving it the broader ability to shine uh to more and more people. Because you know, because in Game Pass, if you if you don't feel like you, even though you are spending money on Game Pass and this is included in the and the people who make the game are making money because they wouldn't put it in there if they didn't make any money. Right. But if it's if it's in there and you feel like, you know, I didn't spend my money on it. And I still have 400-plus other games I can jump in and out of, you might be more inclined to go in, dig deep, or maybe even if you get frustrated, like you've talked about before, Yes, maybe, you know, give it a week or a couple of days and be like, you yeah, know, I'm going to give it another chance or I'm going to give it another shot or, you know, that game that really ticked me off. I'm going to go back in and I'm going to beat that boss. And then you'll be more inclined because you don't have to worry about, you know, like, oh, I just tried it out or it was it? it's there and it's there for you. And most likely it's going to be in for at least, you know, six months or maybe longer. It just depends on how long their deal is. And I know some of the game, um, game Pass deals, they've, they've renewed, you know, like as they've seen how this has done really well, they've renewed their contract so they can continue to keep it in game Pass because it's, you know, they'll, and, and there, who knows there may be some extra things you can buy in the game could be, and a lot of people, which to me is is kind of amazing, because I haven't particularly done this yet, but I know people that have that some games are like, well, "I really like this game, I'm going to go ahead and buy it, even though it's in Game Pass." And they'll, but they're just that, just in case of the day that it doesn't come in Game Pass anymore, or the day that you know they just feel like the developer did something that I would have paid for anyway, I feel like I want to go ahead and buy that to, to support the developer, and that's great. And uh, I just think that this is that type of game that, um, I mean, like I said, new IP, that's exciting. From a company that's known for amazing IPs, and they wanted to try something a little different, which I encourage every company to continue to innovate, you know, go beyond what their comfort zone is, especially when you're making a new IP, you know, bring the skill level of the games that they make, but yet still make it to where they can, uh, you know, introduce something new. To all of us, and I think this is this is great. This is a perfect place for this type of game, and um, I really do think that it's that it's smart for the company to do that. And I'm just glad it's available for us to try because I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Now, I, I want to add a caveat to this, uh, okay. and, and and the reason why I want to add a caveat because we have someone in the chat. Let me just find him over here because he looks like a relatively new. First of all, I want to shout out Stephen Fishler for being here. Stephen, thank you so much for taking the time. Check out the show. If you're new, dude, I please consider subscribing. He brings up he brings up an, an incredible point here, and I, and, and and I want to talk about it. He says Game Pass isn't the answer for every game. Sony has True. to be smarter with their games and get what they can in terms of money. And I absolutely agree. And 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 this is why we're gonna have the conversation on the back end of the show. Why I 100% disagree with Sh- uh, Shuhei Yoshida, where he said, and I quote. PlayStation Plus is for old games and it shouldn't be for new releases. A thousand percent disagree. And here's why I just pulled up a story and I'm going to, where, where did I get this from? This is from Destructoid. I mean, there's a ton of them. There's VG charts I have in front of me, Gaming Bolt, uh, VGC, my, my favorite, one of my favorites. Check this out, folks. What launched into Game Pass uh, over the weekend? Uh, that would be Slime Rancher 2, folks right? Slime Rancher 2 in Game Pass, day and date, you, me, Fuzzy, Dave, the people in the chat, if you have Game Pass, well, you just have to press the download button, which I did. Did you guys know that it sold over a 100,000 copies in its first six hours? (laughs) But it's in Game Pass day and date. Now, obviously, that's across the board. But that number should ring true to even though a game gets in the Game Pass doesn't necessarily mean it's not going to sell on Xbox, on on PlayStation, or whatever. This is what these companies look for. Say, wait a second. It's in Game Pass day and date, but it sold over 100,000 copies in six hours. Now, Slime Rancher isn't. The biggest ip in the world it's a big ip sure is it the biggest no the answer is it is not so i want to segue gentlemen as we hit the 30 minute mark but before i segue into the topic number two and this one's a really good one i gotta catch up on the super chats because my god there's been a ton of them so the first one of the day comes to us which i said was sith lord and then drawn tj drops two outstanding five dollar super chats and he says on the first one morning guys am i the only one that really is that's really enjoying the smackdowns between sony and xbox no you are not it makes for great podcasting uh uh you know uh talking points for sure Uh, i think that my i think microsoft is the one that's standing on the top rope and right now uh sony is the one laying on the mat waiting for jimmy snooker to do the splash Uh, Now, uh, if you don't know who Jimmy Snicker is, there's two reasons why. A, I'm old, and B, well, you're young, so be happy about that. Uh, BitCloud Gaming, my very good friend, very good friend of the community, fantastic podcaster who represents the PlayStation brand in the best way possible, drops a very generous $10 Super Chat and says, happy belated birthday to my brother. Well, thank you so much for the kind words, but of course... The generosity as well. Welcome as always. Bit uh Don Otaku drops a very generous five dollars super chat, and he says this: "I hated Soul Games before Elden Ring, and I only like it because of the open world. Because the open world made the combat tolerable. Wu Long isn't doing anything for me. Okay, and, and I hear you again. It's it's a little tighter than oh, than than if you know, obviously, but they only gave us a small snippet." So could it be bigger? Potentially. And if it is bigger, that's going to be awesome. Um, but we, we will, we, of course, only time is going to tell whether or not it is a game that is for you that does hit the needle. And what's what's great about it is that you don't have to go out and buy it if you are a Game Pass subscriber. Jacob Novik drops a very generous $5 Super Chat and says Xbox will get ABK no matter what. No way they lose. Um, I got Fiber and my whole uh, – on my whole 4-bit drive, and I have 269 games. Later, I plug in my 5-terabyte, ter- five, five which is unused. Yeah, I, I got a ridiculous amount of storage, and I just move games back and forth. I got one of the memory cards, which was very expensive. I'm hoping that the 2-terabyte drops down, because I really want the 2-terabyte, but I'm not spending 400 bucks. That's mm-hmm. yeah. Um Don Otaku drops an additional $5 Super Chat and says, The best part of Wulong that makes me want to play it at launch is real co-op not just certain encounters play the whole game with friends yes and that is pretty freaking dope uh i'm looking forward to that because there were some bosses uh, i i I can't beat the last boss in elden Ring. that mf is the giant cheese monster of the world and i have tried different builds i cannot i i get to the first (laughs) boss no problem and i've gotten the the Loch Ness monster looking thing halfway. In fact, I fact, I got him to a pinch and he killed me. I, I was so mad. I, I don't throw controllers cause they're expensive, but I, that was one of those instances I was like, but yeah, I, I definitely got to get to that. But listen, let, let, let's, let's, let's talk about topic number two. And, and, and I got to bring up a friend of the community um, who's still not following me. by the way. Cloreal, if you're listening, bro, I mean, what's up? I, 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 I pimp your stuff all the time throw Mr. Boomstick a follow. Clobriel, who who many people in the industry consider to be a quote-unquote insider, he says no, but he is definitely someone in the know, if you will. Well, he posted a tweet, ladies and gentlemen, and of course, we're still talking about Xbox Game Pass. That, and I quote, by the end of the month, which of course is September, and that that, that ends on Friday with, with it being the 30th, more than $500 worth of games will have been added to Xbox Game Pass in September alone. And on the screen, he has Deathloop, Slime Rancher 2, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and, N- and Ninu Kuni, which, by the way, is gorgeous. Looks like like you're playing an anime. It's just bonkers. I only got a few minutes into it. I, I just, There's just not enough time in the day. Uh, Dave, I want to bring this back to you first. You know when I know that you know on this show, it's an Xbox show like many of the other ones that I have. Game Pass does come up a lot, and, and mm-hmm. there, there's going to be some folks that are like, ah, god, these guys talking about Game Pass again, whatever. <laughs> but honestly, I'm not getting a dime every time I say Xbox Game Pass, even though I wish I would. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I pay for my Xbox, my, my Game Pass, like everybody else, I'm paid up until I think. November of 2025, something like that's ridiculous how far in in, in the future I'm paid up for. And I don't mind paying because the value proposition is there. But Dave, when you hear a number, Mm -hmm. right, you say $500. $500 in today's economy is a lot of money, dude. That gets you, that doesn't get you as much as it used to. But in regards to games, $500 is a lot of games into a service that costs you $15 a month. What are your thoughts on this post from by Real? Does, does this better, if someone is not a part of Game Pass, let's say, for instance, they're a PlayStation gamer or they're a Switch gamer, and they say, you know what, I keep hearing about this Game Pass. I am it's. I hear it so much, I'm, I'm sick of it. But yeah. I, I got to find out what's going on. Does something like this click with a non-Xbox Game Pass subscriber?
2: Um, with Game Pass, uh, for me, I'm thinking that it is, um, it is such a good, um, uh, value all around. Um, it is, um, I mean, it, so you talk about the, the $500, look at it this way. I personally probably wouldn't spend $500 a year on any games total that I would on all platforms. I wouldn't spend that much money on games. Because, you know, I'm on a budget, just like a lot of people, you know, and, you know, pick and choose the ones I really want. But with Game Pass, it opens up a huge door for everyone to get into. And that value is just, it clearly, I mean, even though he he says, you know, this is this month, but it's month after month after month that we're getting these amazing games. Not to mention, you know, when, especially when, like, Starfield and, uh, you know, these new first person what well, first person excuse me first party games come in from from microsoft ones that are you know already speculated to be like game of the year type quality and you're gonna get it right away i mean that's that's amazing
0: it is it, it is absolutely amazing and it's again it's it's a great talking point to what we're going to talk on the back half of the show because like i said you know look I, I don't get anything. In fact, I, I I was I'm not even on a list to get anything from Microsoft. I didn't get the white controller like everyone got, which is it's. It, it, I'm not going to front, folks. It's a little hurtful to be honest with you. I mean, I've gotten games to review. Yep. There's some things that I still don't get. It's probably because the channel's numbers are too small for the bean counter. I I guess I don't know what to tell. I don't know what to tell you. But I buy all of my own stuff. It's fine, you know, whatever. But this is a uh, fuzzy. This is this is a conversation that doesn't seem to go away. And it really is at the forefront of what Satya Nadala said, if you want there to be competition, let us have competition, right? He said that on Thursday, Mm -hmm. and it literally broke the internet. (laughs) And when you look at what Sony is doing, again, like I say this all the time, folks, it's not a jab at Sony, but if you're going to talk about Xbox, well, their closest competitor with a service is PlayStation and PlayStation service is packed with old games something that Jim Ryan himself said that they don't play now <laughs> I, let me i want i want to add a caveat to that you know or an asterisk if you will if you're new to PlayStation and you get their service hands down you are giving a plethora of incredible first party games like there is no arguing the fact that those games that are in there are the highest of high quality and you're going to literally have an instant backlog with those first first you know th- those first party over the shoulder story driven games that I really do like but for someone like me I have the premium service it doesn't do much for me I got it because of Stray like I've told the story before mm-hmm. I was hoping it'd be something new this week th- this year but I they they added Deathloop I bought Deathloop when it came out like, I, yeah. I actually still buy games for PlayStation Shocker, right, folks? <laughs> I do. So it didn't do anything for me. Yeah. So, so, again, oranges to apples, and apples being Xbox Game Pass. Fuzzy, when you hear that just this month alone, over $500 of games have been added, and we're coming up on a fall... That we all know already is going to be overloaded with games, specifically for Xbox in Xbox Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I think I think it's all roses from here.
1: Oh yeah, I, I think the the biggest thing that people kind of miss out on, and it's not just this month; it, it's been for a while that. They've put in somewhere between 200 to 300 at a minimum of of fairly recent or somewhat new or even day and date games. Now, not all of them are going to be your your triple A full seven, 60 or 70 dollar games. But there are a ton of games that are always added. And I I learned long ago, I mean, two teenage boys. I mean, they were like preteens when when we first started getting everything and first signed up for Game Pass. And there were a lot of games that were in the service that I know if I bought right off the bat they would have played for like 15 minutes and then they would be like never touch again like humans fall flat or or a few other ones that were like i i bought this the other day What what do you mean you you're you're already tired of this game (laughs) type of deal like i i remember growing up it's like you you bought or you you were lucky enough if if you were to get maybe three games for the year and you played the crap out of those games like you might even play them you know two and three years down the road type of deal but nowadays it's like Kids today, and and it could all be on how how we spoil them or whatever the case may be. But you know they they're going to jump from game to game, and having it where now they're putting five hundred dollars worth of games in there, like much like what Dave was saying. I I'm not budgeting five hundred dollars worth of purchases in a year's time. Like at, like at at my most loaded year, I may have bought ten games, but it's like all right, that's including games on PC, including games on PlayStation, including games on Xbox, maybe a mobile game here and there for, you know, the household type of deal. So knowing that they're putting that amount of value in one month that only cost me $15 or only cost me, you know, however many, you know, 30,000 points for three months or something like that. It, it's well worth it at that point like you, it's almost like a can't lose situation and i know there's a lot of people like well you don't own the game and yeah with drm and all that and buying games on disc you kind of don't own the game you just own the coaster that's in a box kind of thing to some extent <laughs> like if look, look at uh what was it babylon fault the uh, babylon fallen or whatever like you you own that game but yet its servers are shut down and now what do you do type of thing so You're it's
0: stuck is what happens
1: yeah, yeah. but it, when it comes to games like this that are in this service chances are you're going to wind up unless you keep on doing like my, my friend Pong does and and do the grazing aspect where you play this game and then put it down for a bit to play the next game and put it down and play the next game. And I mean, you're getting the most out of the service at that point, but if, if you're looking to complete the game, most games stay in the service long enough for you to complete them or even play a good bit of it, put it down and then come back to it and complete it, you know, months later type of deal. So there's a lot of value in it and, and, Sure, you may not own the game, but the the wonderful thing about the service, at least from my standpoint, is you get a discount on the game. So even if you want to go ahead and own that game beyond it being in the service, you're 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 getting to play it day one, but you're paying you know day or I guess you could say day 300s pricing in some cases, or by the time it's ready to leave the surface, uh, service service, it, it's deeply discounted to the point where it's like all right, I could pick it up for 19 bucks. I could pick it up for five bucks or, or what have you. And it's the complete edition. Why not do that at that point? So that way, if it never comes back to the service, you at least know that, hey, I got a uh, in to want to play this game. I can go back to it. But th- th- just the sheer value quotient, it's worthwhile for it. And and much like with the PlayStation Premium, like I'm, I'm just going to stick with the regular Plus deal. I was on that fence with the whole stray thing and upgrading and I wound up buying it on Steam. Because it it works well on the Steam Deck, but uh, I I kind of wish there was more day and date stuff on on the PlayStation end of things. Because then for me it would be worthwhile to up that or upgrade that subscription. Like if they're only going to put one day and date once in a blue moon, ah, I I don't know. I I there are a lot of games out there that hey everybody's playing it now. I want to play it now. If I can save some money while doing so or play it now and then, you know, later on, if I want to decide to keep it in its game, I love, I can go ahead and pick it up at a discount. I, I would love for them to have that or even offer stuff on PC day and day just for the fact that it's like, OK, perfect example. I play a ton of you know Gran Turismo. Yes. The whole microtransaction thing. I'm not giving them a dime on that but put it on pc where i can do some mods and it's not for like public races it would be just for my own you know private use for the single player
0: aspect of it yeah yeah
1: i i would love for that thing to be on pc like i i it would be easier for me to export and import the designs like you can import decals now but if i can do the whole design of the thing in photoshop which i just happen to have Uh um it, it would be so much easier or so much more you know beneficial as far as from my standpoint if that was an available thing much like it is on the xbox side where you know i can play forza on my pc or i could play it on my series x yeah you have to keep the 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 pc one separate if you do decide to mod it because you don't want to get banned (laughs) as as far as playing on the multiplayer with mods and stuff but outside of that it the the value from that service to me it 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 just i won't say it pays for itself because it doesn't but you play the games, you earn points, much like they're trying to do with that All Stars program for for PlayStation. The, the Microsoft yeah. Rewards pays for itself. I mean, sure, I, I know a lot of people prefer using Google Search, use Bing Search, do a couple of searches that way, do the the quizzes or the polls. Yeah, You'll add up points quickly and yeah. and be able to pay for the you know service. But to me, five hundred dollars in a month that just tells me, yeah, this is why I keep my subscription because they're going to do the same thing next month and the same thing the month after that. And then when all the first-party stuff comes in in a steady cadence, it, it it will definitely show everyone beyond a shadow of a doubt it's worth maintaining that subscription. But that's just me. <laughs> no, Good points, no. good points.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, excellent points. Real quick, I got a shout-out, uh, drawing I actually did miss his second Super Chat of $5. Hours. He says, Microsoft needs to pick up the studios that they're working with, then go for the neck get capcom secretly i want them to go and get cd project red yeah you know cd project red is interesting i mean they're they're considered indies they are still considered but they own uh, uh, good old games Mm -hmm. they make a ton of money from there so there i don't i mean it would benefit microsoft to pick them up but i I don't know if that would ever happen then he drops well he dropped two dollars to remind me i missed it i apologize (laughs) for that and he drops another five dollars, very generous five dollars super chat, and says Microsoft needs to pick up the studio. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. So that's, that's already in there. So okay, yeah, that, sorry yeah, about that. that. I, I put yeah, that no, down there for you. No, no, I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Um, so look, I want to bring up Benji Sales. Now, mm-hmm. who's Benji Sales? Well, Benji mm-hmm. Sales is a Twitter uh, member with nearly fifty thousand followers, um, and uh, I he covers he covers the video game industry. Uh, he focuses on sales and data. And social, you know, uh, metrics of business, uh, and he actually responded immediately uh, to Clobriel. And he, I just want, I just want to close out this topic with what he had to say. He says Game Pass is legit crazy, uh, is a legit cr- a crazy deal. I can't keep up with the games hitting the service I'm interested in, um, as it is, and that's without Xbox first party hitting a steady cadence of releases like they hopefully will next year. I only see further growth coming in the next couple of years and he's 100% right and I think that that really does put an exclamation point on what both Dave and Fuzzy had to say regarding as well as what I had to say and um now folks now we're going to get into the weeds so to speak uh and and I definitely want to talk about what show uh, what what, what uh, yo, uh Mr. Yoshida had to say and you know look the bottom line is I this 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 report comes the way of Polygon.com. Uh, it was written by Michael McWarder, um, uh, and he's on Twitter at Michael McWarder. Um, I I thought uh, it was an interesting conversation, um, and he says it, the, the article is titled "Folks, PlayStation Worldwide Studios President Shuhei Yoshida." Uh, oh no! I'm sorry. That that's the wrong one. I, I apologize. Yeah, that that that's that's when he actually he stepped down. That's not the one I'm talking about. Ah, uh, this is the one. It it comes to us from Forbes.com. Sorry about the mix-up, folks. Uh, and this was written by Paul Tassie, who I like, Paul. But Paul sometimes gets himself in trouble because I I get the business, folks. I I understand that. You know, you want people to click on your article. And every now and again, he does something that's a little spicy that gets people, you know, riled up, so to speak. Uh, But I like Paul for the most part. And his titled article is this. PlayStation's Yoshida says PlayStation Plus should be for old games, not new game releases. And that's what we're going to talk about for the remainder of the program. Because I think, as like I said, folks, I think you, uh, I think um, Shuhei is amazing. I think that he's, he is probably one of the best people still left from the old guard of PlayStation proper. Um, I'm not a big fan of who's in charge now. Obviously, Jim Ryan is, is who he is. I'm not a big fan of Herman Holtz. Not that he's a bad guy. I don't know him but that's the problem we don't really know him he's a very very corporate dude very much like jim ryan where shuhei is still one of those guy, one of those rah rah guys that i loved about the sony playstation 4 era you know they were out there they were slapping high fives with the people i i, I like that like uh, shuhei has been on greg miller's podcast before you know you you love to see it right well this is what the report says, uh, and this again, Paul Tassi of Forbes wrote this. He says, "If you want an even more clear, ev- clear, okay, if you wanted an even more clear evidence that Sony has zero plans to follow Microsoft's example of day one launches of exclusives on Game Pass, here's PlayStation Shuhei Yoshida making it very clear how he sees PlayStation Plus in the life cycle of games on PlayStation." And I'm going to read you again. This is directly from Shuhei Yoshida in an interview with GI.biz. For extra, our approach is we like to help the publishers with life cycle management. I was managing first party, so I know that it's like in the movies. A movie comes out at the theater first, then goes into pay-per-view or subscription service or free TV. Every time generating new revenue and reaching out to a broader audience. In in the same kind of way, we believe in the premium release of a title at launch. And after maybe six months or three months or three years, when a game sales come down, uh, inclusion into the service, PlayStation Plus Extra can help introduce these games to a new, broader audience. And it's interesting when he turns around and he follows that by saying that that PlayStation Plus, which is their premium service, right there's three tiers, the highest one being eighteen dollars, right That one is three dollars more than Xbox game Pass. Uh, currently there's no cross uh, 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 you know uh, cross game correlation uh for like pc like if you if a game is on pc and xbox game pass and it's available on the console well you can go back and forth sony doesn't offer that i don't know if they ever will ever will i you know like people have have always wondered wait a second if i have miles morales on my playstation right i got it for the playstation 4 or like myself bought it for the playstation 5 how come if I had a PC, I couldn't run it on PC when it officially launches, I would actually have to go out and purchase that game separately for an additional 40 50 60 even $70 for some of their other releases? I mean, that's something you got to ask Sony. They, 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 you know, I'm not saying that they're robbing their consumers. I'm just saying that they're not as consumer front-facing as someone like Microsoft with Xbox Game Pass. So I want to go to Fuzzy first on this. Mm-hmm. Um this is an interesting quote. PlayStation Plus should be for old games, not new game releases. Um you know, look, I I know that PlayStation Plus has a bunch, has a really stacked deck of first-party games that are several years old. Yeah. And take no take nothing away from any of them. Put in God of War right now. God of War 2018 still a masterpiece, folks. Still looks mm-hmm. absolutely stunning playing it while i'm not really playing through it i stopped but i started playing it again on new game plus because i needed to record some some video and it just i got so enthralled with the game looking as good as it did i started playing it i was quite enjoying it my second go around
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but when you hear this where they are really dug their heels in the sand here they're not budging on this what what are your thoughts on his his opinion on playstation plus being for old games and that new games coming on the heels of an interview with Jim Ryan, where he says, who wants to play old games? (laughs) He was obviously taking shots at Xbox game pass.
1: It, it, well, let's see. It's it's disappointing to some extent. I mean, I understand from their standpoint, also having the experience with the, you know, uh, movie market and such, that they want to have increments of revenue from, like you said, from each release, whether it be in the theaters to, you know, on cable or some sort of streaming service to, you know, regular broadcast TV type of deal. They're always being able to, you know, monetize it to, to each one of those stages. and then. That model makes sense. It still works today and it worked well for them for, for decades. But I, I think if anything, the 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 recent events as far as for 2020 and 2021, where a lot of people were pretty much home for a lot of that time period or or were forced to make you know some you know distancing changes. I I think the the model where you could charge a little bit more to get like a day and date or have the premiere be on your your home screen as opposed to having to go out to the theater type of deal I think that opened up a door to more opportunity because there's going to be people that want that premiere on their big screen like a lot of us now not everyone of us is listening but a lot of us have at least a 55 inch or maybe a 65 or a 75 inch screen at home and would love to watch the you know premieres at home now there are going to be some of us that still want that pure theater experience where you're in the movie theater or super wide screen the dtx or 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 uh, you know uh, dolby audio and all that or atmos as far as the movie theater experience but a lot of us have some of that stuff at home be it on a smaller scale but i i i almost rather go that route with movies nowadays and i think getting game pass in general has kind of given us that taste for from a gaming standpoint and you could still wind up buying the product, be it at a slight discount, you know, I think it's like 15 or 20% when it's something that's in Game Pass, if you want to choose 20%. to own it, and it kind of skips that whole, you know, from the premiere to waiting until it's in the service or or something type of deal. But I, I think for me, the best way to get the most out of your money or most money for a, a potential product is to put it out on as many surfaces or services as possible day one. Like, sure, God of War did well when it was on Steam, be it that it's you know four years from its original release date. But I honestly think you would probably have a lot more PC guys or gals pick up the game if it was released the same time. And I don't think there's going to be as much cannibalism as people think where, Oh, well, if people can get it on PC at the same time as PlayStation, they won't even bother buying it on PlayStation. No, there's, there's still going to be a, a large portion of people that are still console only and will only buy it on console. And those that are fortunate enough to have console and PC, they, they might double dip if depending on how the service is set up, if it's like Microsoft, where you have both copies in one copy, then I would probably be one of those cats where I go ahead and get it on PC. And then if I choose to play it on console where I'm doing like multiplayer with friends or something like that, then maybe I'll, I'll go ahead and fire it up there. But I, I think they're looking at an old system and so hesitant to hop off of that old system because it's it's been so profitable and, and worked for them for so long. They don't know any differently or too concerned or scared to try anything different at this point. I mean if we want to talk about history of, of changing in media and stuff, I mean, look at Blockbuster, look at Walden books and, and how they were hesitant to change until it was almost too late type of deal. And I, and I'm not saying that that's going to be the case for Sony, but I think they'll, they'll continue to hold that line until they don't. And I I honestly believe they're going to hold that line until they have these, you know, at least a handful of those games as a service that they talked about, the 10 that they're working on now. I think, Once those are ready to go, those will be, you know, the experiment in day, day and date in the service. And I've always kind of wondered, you know, how much of a a meltdown (laughs) Twitter might have if God of War was released on PC the same time as it, it is on console. I mean, me personally. And probably, probably sell be, double the amount, I can tell you that. Yeah, I, I honestly think, I will me having a PS5 and having a decent PC, I would probably pick it up on PC, not right. as a, being a slight to my PS5, but because of the mods. I mean, after seeing the Homer Simpson mod of, of uh, God of War 2018, I, I think, yeah, if I want to play it regularly the first playthrough, sure. And then if I decide I want to go with mods, because you know there's going to be a modding community that's going to take it to the nth degree, Yep. I can go ahead and play the second playthrough in a uh, modded version, but I, I think releasing it day and date on PC would be huge for them. Like they would probably still get their ten million that they expect in the first couple of months for for God of War on PS5, and they would probably see instead of like the the hundred thousand or two hundred thousand they saw for God of War on Steam, they would probably see something closer to like two or two to four million, you know, with that day and date release. So not much cannibalism. A lot more money in pocket while it's at a full price, mind you. I, th- I think it's a better thing. And then looking back at the service, me personally, the $18 at its current state for their their top tier isn't cutting it for me. The $3, th- there's not that value that I see owning a lot of the first-party stuff. But let's say you make it $24.99 and you have your first-party day and date. And then, oh, by the way, we wipe away that $10 upcharge that we do Thank for the next you. Tax. Yep, yep. I'm 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 signing up for the more expensive service and then the games that I really want for first party I'm buying so you still got my money you actually probably got more of it out of me doing it that way but that's my look or outlook on it. (laughs) but yeah I I think I see his his you know thought process on you know service being for old games but I, I think it's something that they will eventually change but Hopefully it's not at the 11th hour when they realize, oh, crap, yeah, we, we need to hurry up and put this stuff out there like this so we can get as much money at full price as soon as possible or, you know, charge a, a more of a premium than the premium tier to, you know, kind of, I guess, take some or soften some of the blow on on, you know, subscription day and date stuff, but.
0: That's just my well, two. T- two of the biggest missteps I thought with the PlayStation Plus premium service that they that they uh, put out there. Uh, two two. Ma- you just mentioned them. Uh, first of all, uh, well, you mentioned one of them. I, mm-hmm. I thought for sure that in order to push people to get the service, they could have included the Last of Us remake in there. Yeah. I think that that would have been a big one to get people to sign up for it. Uh, now, some there are there's a subset of people like, well, I'll sign up till I beat it, and then I'm going to unsubscribe, and, and and I'm sure that happens with Xbox. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that happens with Nintendo's, you know, service if you can call it that. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that a lot of people, including myself, would mind spending the eighteen dollars a month or the hundred and twenty dollars a year for g- games like that. But one of the other, and I, and I and I like to consider this egregious, if you will is the fact that the, the $10 upgrade f- fee from PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5 was not was not a part of that equation. Like, I think it, that's, a, that's a, a huge misstep for their service. Because think about this, folks. You get into a service because you want value for your money. Mm-hmm. What screams more value as you telling their, said customer, hey, listen, we know you guys didn't like the $10 upgrade fees for all of the games that we that you had on the PlayStation 4 that we moved over to the PlayStation 5, and we gave you the ability for the haptic triggers and everything. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna remove that $10 uh, uh, fee. Uh, all upgrades are free. I mean, they, and they they worded free, but you're you know you're paying for your subscription service. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, something they could have done, which have been which would have been uh, extremely pro-consumer. And front facing, and of course they didn't do that, right? That's just that's well, it's so Sony. Uh, but Dave, let, let's let's bring you in on the on the conversations. But but actually, before I do, I, I do have to do a huge shout out uh, to somebody in the community who oh, yeah. did something for me that is amazing. Uh, look, mm-hmm. I, I do these shows, and now I'm doing them five days a week because I love this community. Right? The super chats come in. And they're amazing. And the generosity that comes behind them is absolutely incredible. Uh, more people are joining the membership for the channel, which is incredibly uh, – we're, we're incredibly humbled that we have as many people as we do. Um, and we don't expect anything on the back end. Like I don't do this and say, hey, you got to give me money or you have to send me things because I don't like that. I, we would much rather give than take. Now, obviously, we did that on Friday. We're going to do it again in November and a big one in, in December. And we fund these things. Remember, I'm retired, so there's only so much money coming in. We fund these things through channel membership, which we hope that more people will jump on board with, and people who do, who put in Super Chats. Um, but Mad Hatticus, we've been talking back and forth uh, for, for, for quite a while. He reached out to me last week and said, "Hey, boom! Listen, I, I got a, I got a Dreamcast that's practically brand new. I used it five times a launch Dreamcast. Perfect condition, controller, wires, three games." And he turns around and says, "Listen, um, I want to donate this to the show. Maybe you could give it away." And I, my Dreamcast is packed in so so, so far in storage. I, I just, I can't even get it. I it would take a day to unpack the, the storage that we have. So I asked him politely. I said, "Well, listen, would it be all right if I keep it?" He's like, "Well, absolutely! Boom, you can keep it. I'm gonna send it out." So of course, I I offered to pay at least. I mean, for crying out loud, I got at least pay for shipping, right? So I'm paying for shipping, but yeah, shout out to Mad Hatticus for giving me what he sent me a video, folks. It looks like right out of the box. Like I'm I'm blown away. I'm just like literally poof, and I'm gonna have a Dreamcast in the house, which is awesome because my Dreamcasts are in storage, and I'm actually gonna hook that bad boy up. I I I want to play on a Dreamcast controller. I know I can play Sonic Adventure thousand places. I want to play there, even though it's probably gonna look terrible. I don't care. I'ma stand for Sonic Adventure. Uh, so a big shout out to Mad Hatticus. It's at the Mad Hatticus on Twitter. Thank you, brother, for the generosity. I truly truly appreciate that. But let's let's. Let's uh, get back to web Dave on this. Dave, Sh- Yoshida, or Shuhei, as I like to call him, uh, mm-hmm. is one of those industry icons that when he does talk, a lot of people, including myself, like to listen because I do like his demeanor. I like the way he delivers his comments. Um, and even though I 1,000%, 1,000% thousand percent, thousand percent disagree with him, I still I still like the man I, I'm a big fan of his but i am interested to get your opinion on this uh he says that games are, are in a, for a service should not be new games they, they 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 should be old games and the reason why I wanted to talk about that is because again I uh, uh, disagree wholeheartedly uh axios.com did a story just the other day, uh, where and this is Stephen Tuttillo. Uh He's the he's the uh, you know the author of Axios Gaming. Um, he actually put out. Uh, well, he re brought up the 2017 interview uh, with uh, Time that Jim Ryan did, where Ryan recalled seeing versions of the PlayStation racing game Gran Turismo running side by side on a PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three, and PlayStation Four. And he goes on to say, Jim Ryan, why would anyone uh, play this? Right? That that's 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 from Jim Ryan himself. Yep. And a lot of the things that Jim Ryan said back in the days have not aged well. Mm-mm. This is what uh, what Steven Totillo considers one of his most notorious quotes. Now you look at what is put into. The uh, PlayStation Plus Premium service. And across the board, there are old games. Now, like I said in the opening, Dave, if you're a first-time PlayStation owner or you missed out on God of War and a few of their other big ones in there, then I, I, I'm almost jealous of you. Like, I wish I can experience those games for the first time in a service. So you're a winner-winner chicken dinner. But here... We know that Jim Ryan doesn't play old games. I don't even think Jim Ryan plays games at all, but he certainly is not going to play an old game. And when you hear uh, Shuhei say that the service is meant to be for old games, not new releases, I'm just curious to get your thoughts on that as opposed to looking across the other lawn saying, wow, that lawn is much greener, and I mean pun intended, for Xbox, and they're getting day-in-day games for $3 less
2: Yes, no, I, 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 sorry, I wasn't sure that you were, you were finished. Yeah, I'm done, yeah. (laughs) So, so yeah, I actually had that quote uh, that pulled up, uh, why would anybody play this, is what Jim said, referring to old games or backwards compatibility and all that kind of stuff. And then, of course, hey, saying, you know, you know, new games shouldn't be in there. Well, it's like CEOs or, or, you know, corporate um, Sony is like contradicting themselves, you know, kind of like, yeah maybe they need to sit down and have a nice little talk about what they should actually have in their service. But the, but the, the big thing that I get from this and especially his quote about the, about the newer games is it's not that they don't want to compete. They just feel that financially, you know, I mean, Microsoft has put a lot of money into game pass and they have been doing this for a long time. I mean, game Pass is you know, it's been out for years now. And it's starting to build an audience and it's growing even bigger and bigger and more and more people are getting into it. the ecosystem. And, you know, uh, Phil wants to get it up to um, three billion players at some point, you know, and, and the and the things that are doing, the things that they're buying, the way that they're going at it, you know, with adding the mobile and, you know, and all these other great entities into it. They are building the base to make it more viable for everybody. You know, people talked about, you know, well, there's a lot of games you don't want to play exactly there are games in there that i will never play i mean when they got mlb the show i was like this is awesome i i don't like baseball sims but i downloaded it and i played it for a couple of days and then i deleted it because i could because it was there in game pass and i gave it a shot gave it a try wasn't for me i have friends that like to play madden i download that occasionally We'll play with them just because, you know, we, I want to, you know, play something that they want to play and, you know, get in, of course they beat the snot out of me, but that's okay. <laughs> we still have fun playing. And that's the, you know, that's the, that's the big thing about game pass is that it is, it is affordable and going to be even more affordable with the family plan. You know, seems like well, well, as far as this, the, the services go, Microsoft is one to two to three, four steps ahead of Sony. As to where you know, as to where they where they need to be, you know, to to grow the market, where they want it to be, and Sony is scared. They are scared to death. Hundred percent. That's, that's one of the big things about the the ABK deal is you know talking about Call of Duty, the you know the being first and all this kind of stuff. That really probably doesn't bother them as much as knowing that eventually it's going to be day and day and Game Pass. And once those games, whether it's 24, 25, when a Call of Duty is day and date, in-game pass, included in your subscription, then a lot of people are going to be like, why should I spend $70 on this console or this, you know, to play it on this console when I can play it here? Now, granted, it should be cross cross-gen, so you can still do that. And there'll be people that, you know, hardcores that, that that won't give up the ghost no matter what. They'll want to continue to stay with their system. And that's cool. That's fine. But um, you know, it it's it just it's the it's it's blatantly clear, especially in his comments, that um they're trying to justify to their shareholders and to to their diehard fans as to why, you know, we don't really need to do this. We 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 shouldn't do this. They know that if they financially could sit down in the books and figure this all out, the roadmap they would have already done it. They would, they would, if they could uh, financially afford what Microsoft has built, you know, or been right there with them all the way, then Sony would have the syst- you know, would have the same exact layout. But they're playing catch up, and it's kind of hard for them to do so to justify it. I mean, they're just really now. Getting into the, the whole PC thing, you know, where Microsoft years ago, what was it? I think Crackdown was one of the first that I was, I was blown away by that. I was like, wait a minute, I bought it on the, on my Xbox and I, I can download it and play it on my PC as well. You know, and that was like, that was amazing, you know, and not all games do that, but a lot of them do. So you know, didn't have to buy another copy of the game, but just to be able to have my saves and everything on one system now play on the other. So I can just jump in, whether it's PC, mobile, cloud, all that kind of all the stuff that Microsoft has figured out already. Sony has to get it figured out, or it's going to hurt them next-gen. No, I know they've got some great, a lot of great games coming. They've got a lot of great franchises. Like we've all said, God of War, it's a beautiful game. The new one is going to be cool. I personally... There's so many other things coming from other systems like Microsoft, that you know I'm not really too worried about it. I'll play it when I'll play it so I, I don't know it's just um but i but you can see the conflict in even in even their own you know um people in 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 power you know when Jim's saying you know nobody wants to play this <laughs> and then there are other guys like. Um. Well, let them just play the old games. They don't really need the new stuff. What? What's the? What's the? What's the point in that? You know that it, it's. It's. Um. It is kind of confusing. And I know he's kind of, you know, Jim's kind of, you know, I guess backstepped those statements as as he's as he realized that he had to. But uh, but at the time, it was definitely something that he he knew. Well I mean it, it was a clear
0: shot across the bow at Microsoft right there's no, there's no doubt about it because that, that happened to be that, that that time in 2017 happened to yep. be right around the time that Game Pass launched and they oh, yeah. they asked him about it and he he came right out and said who would play that and well now you're players yeah. are play, you're asking your players to say well this is what this is what your subscription service is going to get now granted I like I said I I'm not ashamed to say I'm a premium member i upgraded for 33 bucks am right. i gonna remain a premium member well dave that remains to be seen
2: hey, you get, you, get, you play a straight game right i'm just kidding
0: yeah yeah that's true. i actually i <laughs> quite enjoyed Stray for what it was. i'm sure uh, it's, it's great
2: but yeah. I, I i didn't upgrade and i'm still paid up for the basic plan
0: yeah
2: uh for i guess the next two or three years but the only reason i even do it at all is so that i have the save backup that is the only reason i have that service it's it's nice that there are some games and stuff you get every month with the uh, PlayStation Plus, but as far as as far as the the main reason I have it is so that my saves go up to the cloud and I can download them as I need them without having to worry about if my system crashes or a memory card or any of that kind of stuff. That's the main reason why. I, yeah, I got and it.
0: that's that. And again, folks. I, I I understand that people Dave will defend Sony because of their quality, and I'm not arguing with you. Their quality oh, is top notch, but let's let's not let's not fake the funk here, folks. <laughs> Charging you to have to be in a service for something like cloud saves, like I said before, is utterly egregious on every level. They do not give you a way to save your stuff outside of having to pay for this service even if it's a couple of bucks you have to pay for the service for cloud saves this is something that microsoft does automatically and doesn't charge you for again giving more to their consumer where sony does what they always do and that is charge their consumer for everything ten dollar upgrade fees you name it they just keep charging and everyone keeps smiling and taking it and like i said I, I didn't buy a uh, uh, Last of Us remake. I own two copies of the Last of Us. I own you know, the original and, and, the, and then the PlayStation 4 version. And I know that it looks better. I will play it when it eventually gets into the service. Now, there's some people in the chat like, well, yeah, I don't mind waiting six months. And that's uh, me either. I, I, I'll wait six months. But I do want to bring up a, a comment from Jose Camacho Who is in the chat? And I'm going to say, Jose, welcome. Of course, you're a PlayStation dude. That's awesome. Come on, hang out. You know, grab a Dr. Pepper, whatever you want. Uh, We're going to have a conversation. He says, if Microsoft is so great, why buy everything and pull it from Sony? Just outbid them on third-party deals. No need to own everything. And I want us to address that before we get on out of here. Because I think it's a good question. And I think it has a very, very simple answer. But, you know, again, each each to everyone's own. And I'm going to go first to fuzzy on this. Fuzzy, how how do you respond to this? Because for me, uh, you know, if you look at what Sony does, Sony does so many anti-consumer, anti-competitive things that it's the list is as long as my arm, and I'm a pretty, I have a pretty long arm because I'm a pretty big dude, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And one of the things that they are notorious for is making it so where you are somewhat forced to buy a PlayStation regardless of if that be a 4 or 5 because you can't get said game mm-hmm. anywhere else. Now, I understand that's business. That's business 101. It's not where I have a problem. Yeah. My problem is this kind of mentality though. Why why should why should Microsoft uh, buy everything? Well, because Sony has everything locked down uh, and 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 specifically some of their 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 uh their marketing deals if you look at the some of the stuff that's been hitting the interwebs with how they lock stuff down for seven years, with not going into a service, uh, te- technical parity, mm-hmm. it being, have to, it can't be better on Xbox, even though the Xbox is better, uh, is, is a better equipped console in regards to power. Sony says, well, if you're gonna, if you're gonna market if we're gonna market your game, uh, you can't make the game any better. Right. It has, it has to be at <laughs> minimum the PlayStation, and if you can go further, well, you can't go further on the Xbox. That's a fact, folks. That's out there. Oh, yeah. We're going to be talking about that on primetime gaming this Wednesday evening because there's a lot of people, there's there's a lot of conversation in the community about that. Oh, yeah. Sony and I, again, I folks, I get it. It's business. It's business. Mm-hmm. But what do you say to this comment?
1: Well, I think the, the biggest thing is we can look back in the history of like with Xbox One, the transition from the 360 to the Xbox One. They did a lot of those marketing deals where they did pay or outbid PlayStation on those. And the the drawback is it kind of pigeonholes you. As far as how far that dollar goes, if you're paying more money to studios that you don't own, that means you don't own the control of that IP or that studio for future endeavors. So you you pay a certain amount to get this exclusive. And then let's say you want to do a remake. Well, now you also have to pay again for that remake, as opposed to if you own it, you're already paying the salaries, you're already paying the electric bill and whatnot. And, and you don't have to also worry about if that studio should happen to close or if somebody else should bid uh for another project and it takes away the time from you know your particular game that you're you're trying to have worked on like if you look at the platinum game situation um but yeah the the, the whole beginning of xbox one generation when you're down to five studios you've you've Got shuttered it. a few you you have all these outside deals with like third parties and one of them being remedy great studio but they tend to take a lot of time when it comes to putting out games. So you're, you're now waiting on them to complete a game. You work with platinum games. They, they push out three games that they are working on that aren't even going to be on your platform, but the one that you paid for before the others. Oh yeah. that, that That's well, there's st- still a work in progress kind of thing. So you, you spread yourself thin and you're relying on something that you don't have full control over when you own the studio you can dictate, hey, this is your priority. You make the stuff for us. We pay your salaries. We pay the electric. You're going to do this. You don't have to worry about somebody else coming in and competing for a bid or that they bid for another project that might be scheduled for a different time. But because of how the planets align, that project gets pushed ahead because the thing that they were working on for you might not be technically possible at this minute or whatever the case may be. And you can kind of see similar you know, missteps with PlayStation. Look at Look at Street Fighter Five. All right, let's talk about Street Fighter. PlayStation paid to have that as an exclusive. They, I mean, it, it, yes, the series has kind of waned off a bit over the years prior to Street Fighter Five. But with that being said, they were like, "All right, well, we'll we'll help fund this." It's probably in the history books the lowest performing Street Fighter in the history title. of
0: the franchise. That's a fact. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, it, it, yes. It was only on one platform. It it did well for being only on one platform. I mean, if we're going to not count PC at this point, but it, it it definitely wears on that dev team. It wears on your pockets in the sense that, well, now Capcom, if they ever wanted to have somebody fund this, they're going to probably ask for a lot more money. So you now you're having to share some of whatever profits are made that 30% cut that you would normally collect. Well, you've you've had to fund part of that. So you're not getting that full 30% being Sony off of any of those sales. Your 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 like net total winds up being like somewhere 20 or less percent because, well, some of your money was what funded that game. So it it, it has its drawbacks, it has its advantages with something that's already on the go. Like if like a lot of these newer games that are being, you know, spotlighted or, or funded by either PlayStation or Microsoft, where it's like either timed exclusive or something like that. They're games that are hitting the ground running because it was already a product in, in development and they just need a publisher to kind of like foot the bill. But when you go to these teams and you do a lot of the early on stuff. That's where you, it, it it's kind of like uh, you you hope with a uh, cross fingers and a prayer type of thing that everything stays on on schedule, everything stays on track, that nothing goes wrong with the you know the dev team or the publisher that, or their their parent company needing them for another project or or whatever the case may be. So, sure, Microsoft can just go out there and fund other projects, but then you don't have your own raw talent to work on. Your you know next project or the the sequel to that game or you have to get into a bidding war or or negotiations on uh, redoing this IP or bringing this IP back. So it's better to own and control something than it is to kind of rent something. I mean, yeah, we could say, oh, you're renting games on Game Pass and stuff, but it's in in all honesty, from a business standpoint, not from a consumer standpoint, it, it's so much better to have your hands on. Or or signing the checks on everything, being that it's yours as opposed to somebody else's where they might shutter tomorrow, even though you've already paid up. And, yeah, that could be a legal battle or whatever the case is. But owning the studio is always, and and Microsoft learned from this previous generation, it's a much better way or path moving forward. And Sony's kind of seeing that now as well as they acquire some of these smaller studios that are going to fill certain niche. Areas that they're they're like gapped in, I guess, like with these games as a service and so forth. So, we'll we'll see in the long term. But I, I think it's always better to own from a business standpoint for control purposes.
0: Well, I mean, not owning is what hurt Microsoft on many of the things you were talking about, you know, yeah. uh, and, yep. and 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 obviously they're they're gun shy. Why should you pay or rent something when you can when you have the money to own it? Mm-hmm. Now, Sony, they're not a, they're not quote unquote poor. Right, they're a billion dollar company, mm-hmm. but you know they, they don't have trillions like Microsoft, and and the difference is Microsoft. Remember now they, they wanted to they wanted to wake the sleeping giant. The gi- sleeping giant has been awoken now, right? Mm-hmm. And and now they're coming for the industry. And, and even with as good as Xbox is currently doing, they're still in fourth and fifth place, depending on how you put the money. And that came directly from Satya Nadella, which is why this deal is going to go through because, like he said, you want competition give us competition. But I want to go to Dave real quick before we get to the uh the you know the the outros and get everyone out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh Dave, what what are your thoughts on this uh regarding what uh Mr. Camacho had to say
2: well he you know he's trying to to, to make it sound like uh you know it's it's not um you know it, why why would they do that? But it's um Sony, I mean well even his next comment that he made was talking about the uh, you know Maybe Sony should just get uh, should should just give up Maybe and let Apple buy, like Apple or <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and why would it be? Which could, want that?
0: could which could potentially happen.
2: Oh, right. Exactly. Exactly. But it's because that they'll have deep pockets like Microsoft does, you know. But the um the the games that he's talking about, I mean, you know, Microsoft for a long time, you know, they 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 relied on the minimum amount of studios that they had. You know, Phil came in and was like, one of the first things he did was start making some really good purchases on studios to grow out their thing. And then, and of course, people are like, you know, well, Sony grows theirs organically. Well, there's some that they have, but there's a lot that they've bought, and they continue to buy, and they will continue to buy studios and different uh, and different franchises because that's the way it is going these days. Uh, you know, Sony needs to um, really focus on developing either the new ip or you know going bringing something to the table that's not uh, instead of instead of trying to to lock out these franchises it's it's frustrating for a uh, for an xbox player that uh, you know like final fantasy still isn't uh, you know where we can even though we it was said you know like a year later it'll you know it'll be the exclusivity is going to be up and what's sony been doing you know oh we need to spend more money to keep it off this platform and then we talked about the uh um resident evil game that it was paid to keep it off of their services because they, they realized that services were growing this is a big thing if it was on there not necessarily day and day but if it was available on that service on on um, game pass you know then it really would have hurt sony because people would have been able to play it without having to pay any more money. But they've got expansions and other things that are available uh for that to grow and to make to make the money off of it. Sony is just really right now, it seems like they are they're kind of running scared and and and, and him as a as a fanboy, that's basically what we'll call it. Um, you know, he he knows it. <laughs> because he's you know he's he's uh, you know been mocking some of the other things you, you're he's you right in one point you know microsoft doesn't have any first party games coming out for the rest of the year i mean big ones you know the two but big ones had but, to be moved. But that's
0: a fact but he again to, to that point sony put out four four really good ones this year the question yep. is what do they have next
1: year well exactly. we don't really
0: know outside of spider-man and Table even flip. spider-man is still questionable because that game's has only been in development a couple of years,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a lot yeah. of those games that came out this year were postponed from last year. So, yes, correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: exactly, exactly. Well said. That's what. That's all. It's all I got on that, man. I, I just, um, you, I, obviously he's a little upset because, well, I think he sees what's coming.
0: Look at the at the end of the at the end of the line. Uh, I, I think what Microsoft is doing, folks, is changing gaming for the better. They're making yep. it more affordable. They're allow the 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 inclusion aspect of gaming through Microsoft cannot be denied. Uh, Sony does try to lock you behind their plastic box. Microsoft does everything in their power to get you into their ecosystem uh, and give you a multitude of ways to play. This is something that Sony is not doing. Is Sony going to eventually be forced? do day and date well that that's i guess that that's a topic for another day uh but i am gonna say that this was a great conversation we had almost 450 people here this is of course the new monday stream uh that uh that i've added to double barrel gaming um and mrs boom and i are obviously going to be producing four uh now five live shows per week monday through friday um, and, uh, we, again, this is the, the Xbox lunch break special. We don't have, of course, the graphics because those are currently being made. So we just put it in as an Xbox factor podcast, but, uh, folks, I want to thank you for coming in, making this a successful episode. Number one, uh, we will continue to innovate and bring in, uh, more guests. We will continue to keep you up to date with ever, all the happenings on the biggest story of the year. Uh, potentially of the uh, of not only the decade but gaming as as a whole, Microsoft will eventually be the owner of Call of, D- of the studio that brought you Call of Duty, and that in itself is just bonkers to think about. And uh, let's get to the outros and we'll uh, we'll, we'll get everyone out of here. And we'll obviously, we'll, you know, just stay tuned to not only my uh, Twitter account, which is at MrBoomstickXL, but stay tuned to the YouTube channel Double Barrel Gaming all of your gaming talk that that covers both nintendo all nintendo playstation and of course xbox web dave sell your brand brother talk about what you got going on who's your newest guest and where they can check that out
2: thanks boom appreciate it i uh, love being here this is the best way to spend your lunch on a monday is to mm-hmm. join us every monday here uh at the lunch special i love it and um fuzzy always good with being with you man you're so awesome and have such good input um i'm basically uh outbreakpodcast.com is our website uh you can outbreak podcast you do a search on youtube and you'll find us um usually the links are in the description so you probably click through there and um this week we had um it's a really good one it is uh with xbox eras um um the the man the, the 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 crazy one himself i i love it man uh one bad mother he's he uh he is uh, he is a very smart person and very uh, has has a lot of good a lot of good conversation with that. So definitely go check that one out and uh, and more and more interviews coming all the time. So please uh, get over there and give us a subscribe. We appreciate that. We're almost at five hundred, so that's pretty awesome. Getting close, halfway to where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed,
0: indeed, brother. Well, thank you so much for that, and of course everything that you do for the community, Fuzzy Belvedere sell your brand brother talk about your youtube channel where they can get the best racing info in on youtube and more importantly where could people find you on other podcasts as well as social media
1: Well, just want to thank you so much for for having me on today and this was an awesome first episode with you guys love doing this stuff and thank you for everyone that came out to watch us live and those that'll catch us on replay For anybody that just wants to hear my rambling on anything gaming related, just follow me on Twitter, Fuzzy underscore Belvedere, or follow me on YouTube or subscribe to me on YouTube, Fuzzy underscore Belvedere. Uh, You can also (laughs) catch me on FSP on Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, as well as Breakfast with Boom on Double Double Barrel Gaming right on this channel at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Friday mornings. Xbox Ultimate at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Fun Speculation Channel and the Shop Podcast on Saturdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on PTK Blam's channel with Pong and PTK Blam. Man, this was an awesome show. So glad to be a part of this. Thank you so much, boom. And so well, much thank Dave. you
0: brother. Definitely appreciate you being a part of it. And uh, listen, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be your new episode of the Xbox lunch break special episode number one. We will see you back here next Monday at 12 PM Eastern standard time. And who knows what the remainder of the week looks like. We are getting, uh, we're getting news drops left and right. And I would imagine this is going to be another busy week as we roll into the fall course i want to thank all the super chats that continue to come in all the channel memberships that continue to come in thank you so much for supporting double barrel gaming uh so obviously we can do the big contests that we've been doing as well as keep up the channel with new equipment like lighting and and and, uh you know any any pcs that uh that need to be purchased as well as equipment to keep this show running and of course i'm going to close out the show folks with something that's important to me hopefully one day important to you and that's something that my pops taught us when we were kids and he would say "Craig, treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules son i can guarantee you you're gonna have an awesome day so take care everyone we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the xbox lunch break special